And APL CEO Danny Townsend joins us right now on the Global Game. Uh, Danny, thank you for your time on, I'd imagine, what's been a pretty busy day. Um, just reiterate, it was in the paper on the on the back page, I know, I sat there and typed it all out. Just reiterate the reasons, the top-line reason why the APL is going down this path with the grand final in Sydney for the next three seasons. Well, the main reason is, um, Adam, is we want to create some history and some tradition in the game, and, and I think... Um, making bold decisions like this is about change and we could sit here and do the same thing for the next 18 years but it's it's not necessarily going to move the needle on where we need to be as, as a league. Um, so for us it was about listening to a state government that, that wanted to invest in our game and and um, then think about what we did around that to make it a reason why all Australian football fans should celebrate football for, for that week in, in June. Danny, just a quick one. So obviously you mentioned that the investment from the state government, which is great. Anytime anyone's trying to put money into our sport, um, it is a good thing. But just initial sort of reaction, when I heard about it, I did personally find it strange. I mean, I saw it this morning. I was surprised as a, a lot of people. Uh, and I'm sure it'll it'll come out as to, as to the reasons why and, and how big this will actually be. I mean, the NRL obviously do it. They do it well. It's become an event, which is a guaranteed sellout. Um, my again, initial thoughts. You know, let's say we've got Melbourne City versus Western United in Sydney. Two teams that already find it difficult to attract big crowds. How do we sell that out in Sydney? Yeah, I think that you know we had that grand final in Melbourne and didn't sell it out, sadly. And I think what that tells us is that the grand final is not an event on the, the major events calendar, and we need it to be. And, and then look, we can't be naive. That doesn't happen overnight. We've got to invest in the event experience and invest around the event to ensure that it's on every football fan's must-do list is, is get to an A-League Grand Final in Sydney in the next three years or wherever else it might be after that. You know, the, there's precedent all over the world in football and in other sports where their marquee fixture is in a known place well, well um, in time that enables fans of that, that league or that sport to get behind its marquee events. And, and that's what we want to start to build with with the A-League's Grand Finals in Sydney. A few fan groups around the country, obviously, especially the ones from outside of New South Wales, deeply unhappy with this. The initial reaction is of deep unhappiness, and that's putting it nicely, I think. Can you peel this back, go back a, a few steps, Danny? I understand it went for 12 months, this negotiation between yourselves and the New South Wales government. How did it work, uh, the the discussions with the clubs, because you're a conglomeration of the, the clubs, basically, in terms of working through this and how much pushback was there? Did it end up a unanimous decision across all the clubs? Where did it land? Yeah, look, it was, there was consultation with clubs, absolutely. We wouldn't go to this decision without that. And, and, and as you pointed out, we are a conglomerate of the, of the clubs. But I think... You know, we certainly had spirited debate um, amongst amongst CEOs and others and fans in the fan groups we did. And I think look, the one thing that everyone landed on is that we need to do things differently. We need to take risks. You know, our game's 18 years old. We don't have the traditions of other codes and we need to start building them somewhere. You know, we have home and away semi-finals, and the thinking was, well, you know, that's going to be the last chance you, you get to support your team in your home stadium before they they go to the grand final and, and that, that should make those bigger events. So, look, I think, like, like I said, we're not surprised. We, you know, change is difficult. The initial, the initial reaction is always going to be emotional because um, that's what makes sport great and that's what makes football, you know, amazing. So I, I'm not surprised. You know, I, I have to make tough decisions with my board around what we can do to, to grow this game and, 
and this is one that we we worked on for some time and have landed on this decision and you know we, we hope and and think that in in the fullness of time um we'll look back on this moment and and people will be grateful that we we, we sort of had the the um the confidence to make this decision so with with the clubs would you say that there's I mean, are there any going to come out today? We'll, we'll wait and see. We're, we're recording this late morning here in Sydney. Are there any going to go off reservation and, and blow up at this decision or you, you feel like you're all on the same page with this? Oh, look, I think we're on the same page, but they also back their fans. That They get their fans are their lifeblood. So I don't in, in anticipate they're going to come out and, and wax on about what a wonderful idea it is. I think what their focus should be and will be is on how they work with their fan groups to ensure that they get access um, at an affordable uh, point to, to ensure if, if their clubs are lucky enough to qualify for a grand final, that they can be there in force and celebrate the occasion. Um, so, yeah, look, time will tell. And, Danny, the fans themselves, so obviously the clubs would have been a part of this process. What about the fans? Were they consulted at all or, or spoken to about this or has this sort of caught them completely off guard? So we did some fan focus groups, and, and look, none of none of what you're reading or seeing in social media this morning it, it didn't come out in those in those sessions. I think it was really clear that fans' initial reaction would be, you know, this is crazy. Um, but I, I think when they sat down and you listen to the rationale and you think of what might be in in ten years' time when the nation stops for a week in in a capital city to celebrate football, uh, we've seen what's happened over. You know, the last couple of weeks with you know fans coming out of the woodwork in every city at live sites to support the Socceroos in the World Game, you know we'd love to see that this our grand finals men and women um, in time have that same impact. And and you don't create that impact without taking a risk. And and you know we've said that we're prepared to do that. The easy thing for me to do as a CEO and from an APL board perspective is do nothing, and just keep doing the same things and expecting change to happen organically. And um, you know, we're not going to get everything right, but this one we believe is in the interest of the long-term sustainability of, of the league and it's a major event strategy. It's an eight-figure sum that you're getting from the New South Wales government, so it's not chicken chicken feed. Um, and I can't imagine that you guys are just going to use that money to book out Ivy or, or a big establishment around the country and have an epic Christmas party. What what will happen to this money? Does it, does it all filter straight back to the clubs or is it reinvestment in the game to... I don't know, to, to, to help with subsidies that might be in place for, for travel that you have mentioned for, for interstate fans or or the like? Yeah, absolutely. All those things. If you if you think about the, the economics of the game, you know, the, the APL funds all of the clubs in terms of its distributions and, and this will underwrite those into the future. So it's about ensuring that we're, we're you know, pulling money into the football economy that, that is league and club and that allows us all to reinvest in, in the product and you know, I don't think there's too many owners out there taking profits out of their club at the moment, and 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 I don't think there's any intention to do that anytime soon. They're all on the investment journey, and and this support from you know a state government allows us to ingest more of that money into growing the game and doing all the things that all fans want us to do. You know, they've got to be realistic. You know, we can't do all the things that fans want for the game without money, and this this is obviously you know a, a key part of that. It's not the only reason. Like if it was just about money. I'm not sure we would have made the decision. This is about building something that we can be proud of in the future and and have an event that we can call footballs that, that we know it's on the first week of June um, in Sydney for the next three years and wherever it might be after that. Um, yeah, that, that's our focus. Was Football Australia consulted on 
any of this or this doesn't fall under the, the, the things that you need to, to go through their board to, to get the, uh, the green light on? No, it's not not something that they have a veto right on, but but out of courtesy, of course, you know we we're in lockstep with the FA on on matters like this, and and I've spoken to to both James and and members of the board about it, so it was it was certainly not news to them this morning. Um, with the the fact that you want to make it a, a week long festival of football, I'm, I'm guessing the All Stars falls under this, maybe not before, maybe after, whatever. It's 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 stuck around this date. How um how is that? heading at the moment how's that trending yeah our intention is is to absolutely continue that it was such a success last year with Barcelona and 70,000 at Accor and we, we want to give more reasons why football fans should be in Sydney that week and, and obviously putting on matches like All-Stars putting on you know our Dolan Warren Awards we have other ideas around other exhibition um, matches and, and the like that we think are going to entice football fans to want to spend you know three or four days in Sydney soaking up football and um, those announcements will be made early in, in, in the new year. But, um, yeah, we're certainly not just pinning our hopes on one game. We, we want to make sure if a fan's going to travel to Sydney um, and spend their hard-earned money that we're going to give them a great time. Did, did that concept, because the idea last year was to, to have the All-Stars game to help promote the A-League Grand Final, did that work as well as you wanted it to or does it need adjustment if you're going to do that again? No, it absolutely did help. It, it made, meant that there was, if you recall, a lot of attention on football that week and all of our metrics demonstrated there was a spike in interest, which flowed through to the grand final. I, I think you know, it was a challenging grand final for us with Western United and making it in a pretty nascent stage of their club cycle. Their fan base is obviously you know, growing from a pretty small base. So um, to, to get you know, over 22,000 at that grand final, a lot of it had to do with the hype around the fact there was big football matches going on um, at that time of the year. So, you know, we, we're certainly cognizant of that. We, we want this to be a celebration of football for a week. We, we don't have a week on our calendar that is that is ours to own. And, and, you know, we think our game deserves that. And I hope our fans understand that, that we need to do these things to, to carve out our position on the, the national sports calendar. And, and that's what this is about. Just one last thing as well. You, you mentioned that the, the New South Wales government essentially came to you guys with... with the idea and then you workshopped it and worked through it. Did you, I know you've got to be careful when you get offered something like that to use that and then go shop it around to, to other places to, you know, feather your own nest. But w- was it ever a case where you went to market with this? I.e. did Victoria have any interest in this? They're the, they're the main ones in all of this, the Victorian government. Yeah, to be fair to them, we didn't go through a formal process because to your point, you know, in commercial arrangements like this, it, it's, it's a challenging one. But there were sort of precedents there where the government hadn't provided support for the, the A-Leagues in, in terms of investment. You know, they've provided a great deal of support around stadia and, and infrastructure and the things that, that we've we've had the benefit of, of utilising, with, particularly with Amy Park. But there is only one rectangular stadium in, in Victoria that we can use, and that's, that's Amy Park, whereas obviously New South Wales has got... You know, three, two of which are a couple of years old that, that are world-class stadiums that give us flexibility on attendance sizes and the like. So, um, yeah, we, we had sort of off-record conversations with different governments over time that made it pretty clear that New South Wales' commitment wasn't going to be challenged. you worried that your organisation doesn't come off as Sydney-centric, like was the accusation with a lot of fans around the rest of the country with the, the old FFA and how they did things? 
Oh, look, it's inevitable, isn't it? You know, particularly with my background, you know, uh, to be fair, though, if we'd have had an offer similar to this from Victoria or any other state for that matter, then I'd be I'd be telling you the same thing, that, that we've got to build a, a week-long commitment and, and focus for football. And, and wherever state that landed was all I was interested in. And, you know, the fact that it's New South Wales is, is obviously a convenient one for people to, to load up on. But... Um, you know, like I said, I would have been supportive of it anywhere in the country if the government was willing to back it. So, um, yeah, I think that that's sort of a, a convenient narrative that I, I sort of expected, to be honest with you. Danny, appreciate uh, the time. There's been a bit of chatting today and it'll probably continue all week as well and for a few weeks yet around this decision. But, um, yeah, appreciate you uh, coming on the Global Game and giving us a bit more of an explanation and idea of why you've come to this decision. And just a little tip, maybe stay off Twitter today. <laughs> I look, guys, like these jobs aren't easy, and if you're not prepared to make the big decisions and then own them and, and front up, then you shouldn't be in those jobs. So, look, I'm, I've got thick skin, but I, I know I'm only doing it because, you know, I believe it's the right thing for the game and, and I want the game to prosper. So, um, we'll see, but um, I appreciate you giving me the chance to come on and talk about it. Thanks, Danny. Have a good one. Thanks, Danny. And we're off to a quick... Oh, before we go to a break, Broski, um, you're back now. You've had a bit of headphone issue, but you're listening along there. Your opinion, mate, out of all that information that we've, we've just got out of, of Danny, what's, what's, where do you land now? Has, has it twisted your opinion in any way, shape or form, knowing a few more details, or you, you're still stuck on that notion of, oh, it's a, it's a big, big call and a big risk? I think it is a big call and a big risk, no matter which way you look at it. I, I do like Danny's, um, you know, forward thinking. He's always been, um, you know, good at that, at trying and, and always maintain that, you know, he's there to grow the game um, and get the maximum out of, you know, out of football. So, you know, if he believes that, um, and knowing Danny well, knowing what he did at Sydney FC when his time there, if he believes that this is the right decision, uh, like you said, you know, that people in the position he's in, they get paid the big bucks to do to make these decisions, you know, and, and sort of live by the decision they make. This is a game changer, right? And and Danny wouldn't do it if he uh, if he didn't think it was the right one. So I think, um, look, we'll all be looking at this in, in a couple of years' time, judging how well or poorly it's gone. And I think that's one thing that as a game we've been pretty hesitant to do, you know, change. Uh, people, I think, in certain positions over the years have been quite content to sort of you know, earn that paycheck and, and do what they have to do and not ruffle too many feathers. So this is a huge call from Danny. And um, look, if he thinks it's the way forward, then I'm definitely backing him. Yeah, I, I, it still sits a little uncomfortably with me because two of the greatest days of A-League football I've witnessed or experienced, well, three of them actually, two of them were in Brisbane at the two grand finals up there in the Ange days and the Adelaide, Adelaide Oval experience where uh, Wanderers fans drove across the desert to get there and, um, and Adelaide came out in force to back their side. Now, both on both occasions, though, I will say that out of it, the game as a whole and those clubs weren't able to capitalise on those events. So maybe this, this twisted in another direction. I'm not sure how. I can't see it at the moment. But it's a, my, I get back to risk, and it's a massive risk if you don't have a New South Wales club in this grand final this season. So we'll wait and see how it lands. We're, we're all guessing, educated guessing, but guessing at the moment about how it's all going to turn out. But it doesn't sit quite right at the moment, even though I've got all that information out of Danny. We're off to a quick break on the Global Game. You're listening to the Global Game thanks to Kraken.com, trusted by 9 million crypto customers worldwide. Kraken.com, broadcast sponsor of SEN's coverage of the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2012.
2022. Ooh, so excited to get to the break because we're going to talk World Cup after it.